really what are friends for friends are for helping us manifest our dreams into reality oh i'm pallavi sastry and i'm pallavi's best friend gabrielle ruiz welcome to waff everyone thank you for the reviews for the subscriptions for the commentaries for answering our polls because this season has been lit So juicy. And I love all of the comments and all of the Instagram messages that we've been getting about the new pillar. Not new. It's not new, but we're just leaning into this pillar of making friendship romantic, Mm. right? And how exciting that can be. Because, Gabrielle, we love going out on dates. Well, I mean, you asked me on a date and my my stomach fluttered. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And, like, it should be investigated in that way it should be initiated it should be provocative and it's i just think all those three terms now that i talk about friendship at least i'm committed to talking about it like with undivided attention one hour per week recording waff you know it's just with putting so much exercise into the conversation Mm -hmm. i can now say into season five that yes those terms those definitions are so much more funner when you add friendship in them. <laughs> yes, they are. Speaking of the comments and the reviews and subscriptions and all of that, we are on our own app, you guys. It's the Hoo Ha Ha app. It is the network that we are on. It's a comedy network, a comedy platform for funny women. So we're That's very us. proud to be there. We're very, very funny. funny. <laughs> we're so funny. Um, and it's a free app. And the cool thing about the app is that you, if there's like a, a minute or like, you know, like a segment of any episode, you're like, oh my God, that was that quotable, that, that knowledge bomb, whatever it was, you love it. You can actually like extract it from the hoo ha app and save it and post it to your stories, or you can keep it for yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's a very, very, very cool app. So I highly recommend downloading it. And then you have access to all of the other amazing podcasts and web series that hoo ha makes. Yeah. Some really good content there as well as they're making content that, I mean, I'm just going to, you know, start the rumor here that Anna's going to be on. I mean, Ooh! You know, she was like, do you guys want to audition for this stuff? And we were like, it's for like 18 to 21 year olds. So you should. (laughs) My favorite part about that whole thing, though, is that Anna was actually and I knew that this is where I was headed is like she was actually implying that we audition for the 40 plus character. Oh, and I was like, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Good for you. You know, offer only for me. Let's go into our actual warm-up. Yeah. Slay versus suck. I will go first. Yeah. Mine, again, they just somehow always end up being interchangeable, Pallavi, mm-hmm, but this mm-hmm, is a good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So our two mutual besties and guest friends from WAF episodes and live shows, Courtney Reed and Yvette Nasser Gonzalez, are both on the Moulin Rouge tour. Mm-hmm. And there has been, like, all of this amazing, like, theater's back. Let's do it. I mean, I saw it on Broadway and this show funds their production. Okay. Like they're spending money. And this was pre-COVID. Who knows now? But I'm just so excited that Courtney Reed is starring as Satine, our very good friend. Yvette is also standing by doing the one doing, basically they call it in the Broadway, like 
lingo, the matinee sateen. So yeah. since it's such a since it's such a heavily demanding role, these roles like Avita, yeah, um, who else? It's um, like Lin Manuel and Javier. Yes, like Hamilton role, yeah. and then uh, Alphaba. I was yeah. like, what's her name? What's that bitch's name? Is she? Does she play forty and over? I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, Alphaba. Like those roles are so demanding that they usually have like a matinee to give that uh, leader leading player a break and that is Yvette and yeah. so you and me Paula V and I talked to Raisa about this and Sophia like we have to see it twice when they come to a lie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my slay versus suck is the slay is good for them mm-hmm. also the suck is Courtney got COVID the week before they opened and Yvette had to go on without any rehearsal and Zero. I've been like coaching Yvette on this like it's gonna be okay and also just let it happen because you're not going to have any rehearsal. It's just the way the cookie Broadway crumbles. Yeah. And it happened and she slayed it. She slayed yeah. it. She, got, oh she went God. on for 10 straight shows. But I don't think you know the, the latest update after that, though. Oh, it's one I of do. The oh, you do? That Yvette got, that Yvette yes. got COVID after that. <laughs> it's like a slay suck, like through and through and through and through. Because I'm just to be like, yay, Courtney, you have COVID. Or yay, Yvette, you had no rehearsal. I don't know what to say. But all I have to say is I'm so proud of our friends. Yes. So grateful for the time that they spent on WAF Podcast. You guys should check them out. Go back to those episodes. Uh, Yvette talks about FaceTime bombing her friends. And um, that's my sleigh versus suck of the week. I love it. Okay, so my sleigh is that I went back to Oklahoma last week because I was invited to come guest teach at the film department at the University of Oklahoma. It was a very, like, you know, we talk about mentorship a lot. And, you know, mentorship's mm-hmm. a big part of why we've succeeded. And so like, I feel very strongly that, you know, I want to be that person that I wish I had. So it was just a very lovely experience. You know, hopefully they'll have me back. Um, And you said you found a star. I think I did find a star. And I'm trying to like probe a little bit and see if she needs an internship this summer. Oh my God. (laughs) I hope our guest star thought of us this way. (laughs) (laughs) I called him a guest Uh, star, just, you know. (laughs) And then my suck though, which is, it might be contradictory to my sleigh, is that I did have some mental health setbacks this week. It's like, it was like me being there and like trying to offer my wisdom and my guidance and all of these things or my experience and whatnot. I I still can't figure out how to keep my imposter syndrome at bay. And I had a little bit of like that coming in. And I had some anxiety that I always used to have around not being liked by everybody. And it was like reminding me of times from my past. And it was just like, it's keeping me from being productive. And so I'm just, mm. you know, working on that. It's like a never ending process. So well, I'm proud of you for taking time for yourself. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Like I said, I think, you know, mentorship has meant a lot to us over the years, and it's a big way, big reason why we're here we, where we are today. Our guest that we have today is a huge reason why we're actually, 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 here actually here today. <laughs> He's made a career out of being a mentor for folks. So I think we should bring him on. What do you think? I can't wait. So today on the show, we have online spiritual business coach, a Tony Award-winning producer, a filmmaker, a lovely director, our good friend, Mr. Nick Demos is on the program. Welcome. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for coming on the WAF pod because Nick, what are friends for? Friends are for hiring these scrappy kids in Oklahoma and making them best friends on stage. And alas, in 2022, here we are. 
<laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, when you really think about it, all the way back to 2006, six, seven, seven. Seven. I think it was seven. seven. 2007? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was listening to your introduction and I was thinking about the two of you when you were kids, <laughs> when you were young, when you were babies, and you both had something special. Right. Like I saw something in each of you individually. And then, of course, I don't know, put you together somehow. But but individually just saw you as both having the it factor, like you're saying, Pallavi, that you saw a star. Right. Like you saw something in that person. And that's what I saw in both of you individually, of course. It's beautiful how you came together, but there is this thing about being able to see what other people can't yet see about themselves, you know? And that's really the reason to have a coach, a mentor, somebody that there that's going to lift you because they can see what you aren't yet able to see. And even in your imposter syndrome and even in all of that ish that's there, the other person can hold the space for you to fly. Oh my gosh. You're right, Pallavi. She was like, we have to make sure Nick comes on the podcast this season because he is so quotable. <laughs> <laughs> Tweetable. <laughs> but there's so many reasons why also we yep. brought you on because of our gratitude of your friendship between the three of us and then also individually and everything that you bring in your business, which is spiritual business coaching. And we wanted to unpack that because we think we've also had like some, you know, not elaborate conversations with you about friendship and spirituality coming, going hand in hand together. Can you tell us and start off with what is a spiritual business coach? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple of ways to look at this. One is that I tend to work with I'm a business coach specifically for people that have spiritual type of businesses. So that's yoga teachers, mystics, healers. They're just drawn to me for some reason. Go figure. But then I also have a lot of artists because artists at their core are spiritual people. They're having, we're all spiritual people, right? We're all human beings walking this earth, having a spiritual experience. But artists, yogis, mystics, they tend to be more open about it right? They're more willing to be vulnerable and show themselves. And so when I when I say spiritual business coach, spiritual can mean lots of things to lots of different people. For some people, spirituality is religion. And for others, it is more of a way of being. And so really, for me, it's more a way of beingness. And so when I say spiritual business coach, what I'm really referring to is helping you be the way in which you can attract the customers, the clients, the job, the whatever it is that you're wanting to manifest in the world. So then if you were to, you know, we've referred to you as a mentor of sorts, right? So would you say that there's a difference between what you do and what a mentor is? Yeah, well, number one, as a coach, you are paid for your services. That's number one. And oftentimes as a mentor, you may not necessarily be paid. When I, you know, I, I've sort of side coach, quote unquote, people, mentored people over the years in a way that wasn't necessarily for profit, if that makes sense. Mm. So that's a distinct difference, number one. Number two, a mentor maybe has a particular knowledge in a specific subject. 
or a specific area of expertise, whereas a coach may not necessarily ha- be the most knowledgeable or the mo- have the most uh, wherewithal about a particular subject, but can get to the uh, internal stuff that's going on within you, that IS, that imposter syndrome, for instance, and really dig into what that is so that you can remove that obstacle so that you can embody the fuller version of yourself. I love that. I love that. I love that you are able to call people out and help them break down and strip down to start again too with with their practice. There was a time in my New York livings chapters where I I, I roomed and and lived with a lot of yogis and it was and as a religious spiritual person myself it was so cool to be parallel with them in so many ways with that specific part of our lives. And I was so drawn as well and inspired by them. And it was vice versa. Like I was able to even quote scripture as an example of what moved me or what inspired me. And so um, the stripping down of like getting down to basics, but the spirituality can get in the way. And there's also a moment, which which is why I like the, the it's, it feels a little bipolar, the description, because spiritual and coach, like to me, that's subjective or objective. You know what I mean? Like there's just like two things that they, and they have to work together. Well, I think, you know, spirituality can get on this like love and light, unicorns and rainbows, you know, pooping out my butt. Like it's in, so ridiculous. Out. Yeah. Breathe in, breathe out. Like, no. <laughs> it'll come yeah no it's actually both the light and the dark it's both it's both and and so if you're not actually holding that then it's not actually spirituality then you are into bypassing you're into not actually being present fully fully with somebody and so what a coach really does is calls out your bull I don't know if I'm allowed to swear here calls you out your oh good calls That's out different. your bullshit like yeah. it calls it out and spirituality doesn't necessarily doesn't not call it out. In fact, if you're if you're fully spiritual, you're calling this shit out on people. Have you ever had to call out with a client that their friends are in their way? Oh yeah, how interesting. Yes, actually, I have. <laughs> you know, I, it's 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 often friends spouses, people that don't fully believe in them or trust them. So absolutely. Which is ironic, right? Because we we are supposed to be choosing those people because of the opposite of what you said, because we truly believe that they lift us up, believe in us, challenge us, push us in those directions. But that's not always the case. And it, sometimes it's a really difficult process to figure that figure out that a person that we love might be in the way. Oh, completely. And, you know, I think that I really very much ascribe to that uh, belief of people come into your life for a reason, right? And they come in often to challenge us, to help us grow. And it can be season, reason, lifetime. I'm sure you've discussed this a lot on uh, on this show, but this idea of people don't necessarily, your friends don't necessarily come in forever. Sometimes they come in to show you the way. 
Sometimes they come in to point you in a direction. Sometimes they come in to bring two people together, to bring you all together, right? Like you'd never know why people come into your life when it's happening. And sometimes it takes foresight after to be able to look back and say, ah, that's why they were there. And they were pointing something at me that I needed to learn within myself and that I needed to grow and that I needed to be able to stand for myself in some way, shape or form. When those things happen, you know, whenever, if, when they figure out, oh, this person is serving this very specific thing in my life or purpose in my life, those changes, sometimes that can be like a life change for people is like they either double down on that friendship or relationship or they leave that friendship or relationship. And do you find that sometimes you're entering into somebody's work and life in that change? 100%. Because, you know, when a lot of the work that I do with people is transitions, They come to me at a time when they're in the need to transition, to up-level. And when you're raising your vibrational level, when you're shifting, of course you're going to shed. And in that shedding process is oftentimes when you let go of that which isn't serving you anymore. And sometimes that's friends, y'all. More than sometimes, a lot of times that's friends. Because (laughs) the friends that you had aren't necessarily the same ones that you're going to take with you. Now, there are friends that grow with you throughout the entire process. How cool is that? That's when you're like, ah, rock, jam. These are my diehards. These are those people. But more often than not, there's some shedding that happens. No, really, Pallavi. I love diving deep into platonic love with you, Anwaf. I am also so proud of our commitment to this podcast and also our friendship. Oh, I feel the same way, Gabrielle. Our listeners have been there with us along the way through the ups and downs of this global pandemic, new motherhood, and, you know, just the daily stress of being a human being. The Waf Fam is unstoppable. Which is why we work beyond the podcast to create slay content and connect with our Waf Fam on Patreon. Yes! You think we dive deep on the podcast while the Patreon is where you can watch the full uncut videos of each episode and get access to exclusive friend content with our world-renowned friendship experts and our celebrity guest friends. Work! We have many tiers and perks to choose from that start at just $2 a month, and now there's even a yearly subscription option which gets you a 15% discount. We even throw in an occasional virtual live show where our patrons could be chosen to hang with us and our guest friends on Zoom, or you might even be invited to be a panelist for a juicy friendship discussion. Oh, those are my favorite, Paula B. So that means if someone joins with a yearly subscription, they could see all that content for as low as $20 for a whole year? Yeah, that's exactly right. By joining the WAF Patreon, you're not only telling us that you believe platonic love is a vital life skill, but you're also directly helping us make the show. No, really. We actually can't do this without you, WAF fam. And who knows? Maybe if the Patreon blows up, we could put together some in-person live shows too and come hang out in real life. Ooh, don't you threaten me with a good time. Go to patreon.com slash WAF podcast and choose the tier that speaks to you. That's patreon.com slash W-A-F-F podcast. See you on the Patreon, friends. Now back to WAF. I'm Nick Demas, and you're listening to What Are Friends For? You know, I, I do career coaching for artists, and there have been a few times where I'm, I am, I've said, and Paula, you've been this person to a few people, so you'll be the example. So you're looking for interning with a producing company with that, doing, like, that are doing new projects, blah, blah, blah. You need to get to know Paula V. Sastry. Like, you need to get to know them. Um, have you ever done that with any of your clients when it comes to their friendships or when it comes to their, like, you want to matchmake 
a collaboration that could possibly bloom into a friendship. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because my clients are all over the world and, and I mean all over the world, Italy, Germany, Scotland, Australia, but what I have is a, is a group network. And so these incredible people from all over the world are finding each other in my group. And through that, they are on their own creating friendships. And and it's not like I've had to like sort of like put them together. They're naturally finding it, which is so amazing and cool for me. Like I have uh, some clients that are going to be leading a retreat in Scotland. And they're going to meet up with the Scots and they're all going to do something together. And I'm like, whoa, that's super cool that they're naturally finding that. that. Yeah. In a, in a, in a, in a, in a way. Yeah. How cool is that? So how would you say that we can be spiritual within friendships? Like how can we be intentional about that if we're looking for that? Really? It's about honesty. It boils down to that. Whoa. Whoa. I don't know if I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, oh, ouch, don't make me tell the truth fully and be fully real with the person because that's where friendship exists. You know, it's interesting because I think I I've always known that deep down and I'm thinking of a very specific situation where a friend of mine asked me about a different friend knowing that we had gone through some turbulence and it hasn't completely been resolved. It's sort of just kind of existing and we haven't looked at it for a while. And this friend asked me, you know, I wanted to ask you how you're feeling about that. And I, I actually was very honest with this person about that situation. And here's what I said. I said, I'm not doing anything about it because I am truly scared as to how that would go if I were to do something about it. Like I have an immense amount of fear around that whole situation because I don't want to fail if I were to attempt at repairing that in some way. Mm. And I was able to be honest with this person about it, but I'm literally not doing anything about it because I'm scared. So let me ask you, how how much do you value the relationship? You know, I, I do. I think it's just, it, the, the turbulence rocked me so much that I don't, I don't, I don't know if, Maybe that's where I need to do more work. I don't know. Like it just knocked me so off, far off my axis that I don't really know what to do about it. You don't want to go back in there, man. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the boxing ring. You're like, oh, I'm not Uh, sure I'm ready for round two. (laughs) I still need time to recover. I think recovery has a huge space, has has a honorable time to just not. Absolutely. You have to allow yourself permission to feel all your feels, to be really clear, to know exactly what you want before going back to the person, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know what it is that you want out of the relationship, then it's going to be kind of messy. But if you allow yourself, as she was saying, to like, just sit in the feeling and, and allow it to process and gain clarity, then you'll go back with a perspective, Mm. And then you can be completely truthful and honest because right now, if you don't know, then it's not really honest. There's honest and true. So what's the biggest excuse you've heard when it comes to friendships and your coaching? Like, well, my friend said this. Like, what's what's the what's one you remember? 
Yeah, okay. So that's actually very common, like you're saying. My friend said this, like, I should do this or I should do that. And I don't really want to do that, but I think I have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's very, very common. And I deal with a lot of business owners, right? Like, like I said, these yoga teachers, these like, and they'll say, well, my friend is doing this. So should I do that too? And I'm always like, oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's a huge one. Like if so-and-so is doing it, then I'm looking at them and thinking, oh, well, if, if it's successful for them, then it must can, I must have to do it. But it doesn't wow. feel right to me. Social media at its roughest. Yeah. <laughs> just comparison over and it's over. It's that compare and despair thing, right? Yeah. And I see a lot, particularly with friends in that space, where they'll look at the one who's having the success and then they'll be like, oh, I got to match that. I got to try to match that. But that it's not even in remotely in alignment for them. Just because something's for your friend doesn't mean it's for you. Especially in your business. Yeah. Yeah. In your work, it kind of sounds like there's an element of therapy too. I don't know if this is a controversial question, but like, do you ever feel like you're, you have to really dance a line between what kind of advice you give? Yeah. So here's the thing. I try not to give advice. I ask questions Yep. because I'm not a therapist Right. and a good therapist isn't going to give you advice anyway, because you're not <laughs> going to take it. Is there a therapeutic kind of thing to this in a way, but that's not the intention. Okay. That's not the intention. I think we're sort of after a similar concept with making friendship romantic because we never put those two words together, you know, but I think there's a lot of value or we've found a lot of value in seeing friendship as romantic, as spiritual, as all of these things that we may not put in that category. Oh, I like that. And, you know, yeah, I mean, romance is spiritual, right? Mm -hmm. Spirit between people is exchange of energy. Right, that's what we're doing is exchanging of 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 an of energy with one another, and that's romantic. Mm. So, what would you say? What is spirit between friendship to you? Wow, it's like the intangible, right? Like, why are you all friends? Why? <laughs> I love the laughing. Laughing, that's brilliant. Because <laughs> it's not complicated. It's not complicated. <laughs> it's honest. Yeah. And Gosh. it's we don't I, I I don't compare myself to Paula B. I just I just lift her up. The three things we just talked about. <laughs> oh good. Like right in a row. Those Woo! three things we just <laughs> talked about. But but there's the, but there's also this untangible, is what I'm saying. There's magic. Okay. Yeah. There's magic to why you are our friends beyond just like, sort of like, well, cause we like the same things or, oh, because well, we are, we're honest. There's like this, there's magic between you all, this intangible spirit, this energy that makes you all drawn to each other. Why are you attracted to certain people and not to others? Sometimes you don't even know why it just is because you're leading with your heart. And also I just realized Nick answered our question with a question. How dare you? How coachy am I? <laughs> oh, he's really good at what he does. How oh, dare you, gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't it doesn't hurt that I have my own podcast that you all have been on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Yes. <laughs> I guess my last question. You don't need to unpack tons, but I'm curious. We've been talking about your business and your practice and your clients. How are your friendships going, Nick? Well, here's the weird thing. 
<gasps> oh, let me get a cup of tea. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. I'm actually in this really strange period because we just moved. My husband and I moved to just north of San Francisco, and I don't know anybody here. So I'm very isolated. Uh-huh. And it's very strange for the first time since I was probably 19. Because I've lived in these big cities of where I had a huge network of friends. Now, thankfully, there's this thing called Zoom, you know, that we all discovered at at one point during the pandemic. But, you know, so that I've been able to keep up, but it's not quite the same. I'm feeling a sense of distance or longing, I guess, from some of my nearest and dearest. Let's put it that way. Well, from a romantic point of view, I encourage you to embrace the longing. Someday, my friend will come. I was just watching that with Mercedes this morning. Someday, my friend will come. So what would you what would you coach yourself with, Nick, when it comes to moving to a new city? What would be what would be what would be your advice to your client? Well, I would first say get your butt out there, right? Like get out, get get off of Zoom, turn turn off the computer and get out into the world. That would be the first thing that I would suggest. Well, Although I don't give advice. So I would actually ask it in a question form. Of course you would. How would you feel about potentially going out into the world, right? Well, Nick, how would you feel about potentially going out into the world from one friend to another? <laughs> oh, God. It's interesting because at 50 years old, I'm 50 and I can kick and stretch and kick, right? At 50, I'm like, oh, wow, it's very different to search and look for new friendship Mm -hmm. than it was at 20. At 20, everyone's looking for friendship. At 20, everyone's out about in the city. At 50, you're like, ah, I'll stay at home on the couch. You know, like it's just a different, and people in their 50s have these long established friendships, including Mm -hmm. myself, right? So there's this part of me, this, this part in the back, which I do have to coach myself out of this, of like, eh, What's the point? You're 50. Like, there's that imposter syndrome. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to be your friend. You're 50. You're old. And then there's like, well, you're not really old. You're 50. But, oh, you're 50. <laughs> right? Middle age. It's a funny thing. I have to tell Besides you. Besides to that 50 coin. Ooh. I mean, I'm not 50. But like, let me, let me let me just like, you know, hypothesize and think. Like, if you become friends with somebody in your new town, you're so like wise and experienced with friendships at this point. I would think that you can be like, not that person. I went to I went to their house and I'm like, you know what? There were no. Okay, so that's already no happened. You. That's already happened. <laughs> I love it. Lightning <sighs> First question for you is, do you have none, one, or multiple spiritual friendships? Multiple. And what is your favorite on-screen fictional friendship? The Golden Girls. In one word or a hyphenate, what kind of friend are you? Some examples might be you're the advice giver, but you're not. <laughs> you can be the needy, <laughs> the needy friend. It's been established. Yeah, stuff like the that. The listener. And what would you like to do better as a friend? Oh, radical honesty. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> wow. Whoa, I'm still recovering. Oh, shit. Okay. And then, Nick, finally, what are friends for? Ooh, growth, enlightenment, fun, laughter. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Nick, tell everybody where they can find you and what is going on that they can connect with you on. You can find me at thenickdemas.com. That's a V T H E, nickdemas.com. That's probably the best way. And of course, on all the handles on Instagram, TikTok, you'll see I do lots of little, lots of those TikTok dances <laughs> at the Nick Demas also. You put us to shame on those, by the way. All those reels and those TikToks were like, oh my God, Nick is way Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> well, we adore you, and we are so grateful that you brought Paula B and me together all those years ago, and which has become to this blossom of an amazing best friendship, and as well as you still being our friend after all these years. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Thank you. You're so much more fun than a boss. Oh, yeah. I started as your and I couldn't be I had to be like a boss (laughs) (laughs) it's so much more fun now (laughs) agreed see you next time everybody bye bye one two three four this episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fast Nickel Inc. and presented by Hoo our supervising producer is Philip Sanchin our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Rose Harwood head of production and marketing is Anna Daniker Digital content director is Susie Cabello. Our production assistants are Daniela Heredia Vega and Julia Kelch. Our podcast artwork is created by Ashwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman. Special thanks to Irresistible Force Publicity and Hari Savitala. Don't forget to download the free Hoo app to listen to WAF and other exclusive women-led podcasts. And as always, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening now. This helps our show's visibility and helps us keep making it for you. And find us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at WAF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. To find links to our exclusive vodcasts, live shows, shop merch, or even text us, visit WAFPodcast.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, oh, I really haven't checked in with them in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now. <laughs>